University of California, Irvine, this is the UCI Podcast. I'm Brian Bell. Can the flush of a toilet result in the spread of coronavirus? Can scientists measure the prevalence of COVID-19 in a community by analyzing samples from municipal wastewater treatment facilities? These two questions are the basis of separate studies recently begun by researchers in UCI's Henry Samueli School of Engineering. Here to discuss the projects is Sunny Jang, professor and chair of the Department of Civil and Environmental Engineering. Professor Jang, welcome to the UCI podcast. Great to be here. So I understand you have two different areas, uh, angles of study um, for COVID-19. One is more at the municipal wastewater treatment level, and the other is a little closer to home. Why don't we start at the waste management level and tell me what you're doing uh, to, to understand COVID-19 from that perspective. Uh, yes, um, you may already heard this um, from many uh, reports in the recent time that uh, human patients do shed this type of viruses, the coronavirus, in their feces, and therefore they can be end up in our sewage in the wastewater treatment plant. And so one of the ideas using our sewage as an indicator of the presence of the viruses within the community. So by tracking the viruses in the sewage, maybe we get a little idea about the scale of the epidemic in a certain community. So our goal is to detect the viruses, understand the prevalence in the sewage, and then through that, we can also track the the source of the spread of this type of diseases. So you're looking at samples from how many different waste management facilities in, in our region? In our region, we're looking at eight different treatment plants, and so we want to really acknowledge the support from the water treatment plants in the local area, Los Angeles, Orange County, and even Riverside are participating in this study. So those efforts really is the group effort to to find a solution to have a better understanding of the community level of epidemic. I, I heard a report that uh, studying wastewater treatment facilities um, uh, samples in New York helped uh, epidemiologists determine that a lot of the uh, coronavirus incidents in the New York area came from Europe. Will you be able to pinpoint the, the origin of coronavirus infections in Southern California this way? Uh, very interesting. The New York study is not from the wastewater. It's really they collect the viral isolation from individual patients. Uh, so they collected many different patients to have individual isolates, and then they studied the genetic pattern of those viruses, and then they match the pattern with um, what is reported um, uh, in different areas of the world. Um, yes, the goal of our work is also to looking at those genetic information, see if we can match the pattern of the viruses is more similar to the viruses isolated, say, from New York or from Asia. That certainly is the, is the goal. It's exploratory. We're still looking at this as a research, but it's a hopeful a direction to help us to to identify the, the source of diseases. 
do you think you'll be able to determine um, hot spots in the Southern California area? For example, you know, there's more coronavirus in Anaheim versus Laguna Beach, or there's more in downtown LA versus, you know, the South Bay, for example, just by looking at uh, these wastewater treatment samples. That's a great question and a great potential. However, our wastewater collection system is a lot broader. It's in is lot coarse, so we're not separating the Anaheim from Laguna Beach, and so the water are being um, collected in a common pipe, and then so we can only collect sample from the influence of the water treatment plant, and that is combining multiple small cities. Some of the wastewater treatment plant is very, very large, serves several million people, so that maybe we cannot have a detailed um, map of, say, Anaheim versus Laguna Beach, but we will able to provide a larger picture, a coarser map of the hotspot. Who will benefit from your research? Will it be epidemiologists, uh, healthcare facilities? How, how do you expect that your uh, results will, will benefit us? I'm, I'm hoping this if this successful, definitely we'll able to, first is trying to see if we can predict the resurgence of this type of disease. And if we see a hot spot, say, in one of the local area of a wastewater treatment plant, and uh, we can focus our, our preventive measure into that region, and such as enforcing, um, say, face mask or clean off the air in the public places and using, say, ozone or UV disinfections so we can focus our preventive measure. That's the goal. So if this can be uh, combined with the study of, say, preventive measure, I think it will be one of the tools to help us to develop better strategies to combat this disease. Is there a way to do uh, kind of rapid monitoring at these wastewater treatment facilities so that, for example, you know, on, on a, like a daily or hourly basis, you're able to tell the, the, the amount of coronavirus? That's the goal, too. I do want to emphasize, right, um, there's quite studies ongoing around the nation, actually. We're all looking at the hint of uh, the viral load. There are a few early studies, but the rapid method currently is not concrete yet. But hopefully in a couple months, we'll be able to propose this rapid method and uh, move forward with this detection approach. So that's the uh, broader uh, waste management approach. You also have been looking at uh, more of a close-to-home approach, I would say, uh, where uh, there might be a, a possibility of transmission of coronavirus in our own bathrooms. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes, I'll be happy to, especially with the reopening of you know our, our public spaces, and there is a lot of people at the beach already, the bathroom in the, in the beachfront are open, 
if there are patients or asymptomatic people who are shedding viruses in the feces, and it's well known the toilet flushing will generate aerosols. The aerosols, there is a possibility of carrying those viruses in the aerosol. The aerosol can last, um, hang around in the air for, you know, even um, an hour after the toilet flushing when the droplets are very fine. So in the public bathroom, there is that possibility of have those airborne viruses in the air. There have been uh, studies showing, you know, other type of bacteria and viruses and generated by toilet flushing. So that is the area we're looking at quantitative numbers of uh, generation of the aerosol may cause the exposure of humans through breathing of the aerosol-contained viruses. But, you know, there are still a lot of questions. Um, isolation of live viruses from human, human feces is still a very challenging uh, type of a work. A few studies reported isolation of infectious viruses, but to establish how many number of viruses and shedded in our feces are infectious is still a question of science. You have done some math to kind of measure the probability of getting a coronavirus infection from these aerosols, is that right? Yes, that's our major uh, work. It's mostly based on mathematical model, based on the probability distribution. Uh, one, one thing I've read about in the media is the uh, that it's probably a good idea to close the lid of the toilet before flushing. Is that right? Yes, that's reduced the uh, generation of the aerosol significantly. Of course, some of these um, beach public restrooms, uh, those those sort of metal toilets, they don't even have lids on them. So uh, would, would you say it's probably a good idea to avoid the public restrooms at the beach for a while? Yes, I think so. And then, of course, the major effort is to social distancing, right? And then when there are so many people at the beach, it's very difficult to control. Back to the sort of municipal water service issue, is there a way for coronavirus to be transmitted in our drinking water supply? Well, I would say very unlikely because our water uh, system has been treated many times, right? Um, between the wastewater treatment and drinking water treatment, there are many barriers in between. So even we reuse our water as a drinking water supply, but uh, there are many, many steps in between. There's no evidence that the coronavirus is found in the effluent of the wastewater yet. So. I would say the likelihood is very low, but of course, we never dare to say never. Right, um, right. There is also effort looking into stormwater runoff and then some of the storm channels and often have human sewage signal in it. And we don't know how it ends up there, but in the past, not really study the coronaviruses, but study other human viruses and human pathogens, we have these human signals in some of the stormwater outlet. And so, again, with the beach open up and uh, we do worry about uh, potential contamination of uh, the recreational water, those are concerns. So you would say in general, a, tap wa a glass of uh, drinking water from the tap is safe, but using the bathroom at the beach, maybe not so much right now. 
Well, I will say yes in that uh, relative term. <laughs> well, I want to thank you very much for joining us today and sharing your, your knowledge and, and, uh, and I look forward to hearing progress on both of these studies that you're involved in. Yes, it's a pleasure to talk and uh, I would really want to, to share some progress and then some outcome with you and the public. Thank you very much. Have a nice day. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. You can learn more about this and other coronavirus research projects in UCI's Henry Samueli School of Engineering at engineering.uci.edu. There's also a wealth of COVID-19 related information updated daily at uci.edu slash coronavirus. The UCI podcast is a production of Strategic Communications and Public Affairs at the University of California, Irvine. I'm Brian Bell. Thank you for listening.